Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people degenerates and gamblers far and wide gotta remember what show i'm on welcome in to episode number 129 of the talking the line podcast on this beautiful tuesday of bets also known as september 21st 2020 one. Now, I know you're gearing up for the entire week to recap. We got plenty to react to. We got plenty of insights, analysis, and trends to get through. But before we do all of that, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell as well over there so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional TTL content dropping that we'll talk about here very shortly. But if you are listening to the audio on your favorite podcast directory make sure you hit that subscribe button there too if you haven't already because we do release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete next item up on the docket if you could be so kind you can find it in your heart to do so you got a couple extra seconds hey Hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump on over in the live chat if you are watching live, hit that share button, and go send it on over to your brothers, sisters, uncles, friends, neighbors, enemies, anybody you want. The Talking the Line crew is for all, from the first time better, all the way up to the Daily Degenerate. You know how we roll. Last, but certainly not least, head back on over to this episode's description after you get done doing all of that jazz, and hit the first link you see there, which is the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you can locate the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew's social platforms, and our additional content, so you can consume all of that in one central location, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show, having a hell of a time with the feeling of the old headphones and the glasses combined together here. It'll happen. So I'm going to have to bring in my partner and get myself readjusted as he discusses here. Now, as always, uh, you've heard me say we, you've heard me say us, you've heard me say crew, but I have neglected to bring in that aforementioned partner into episode number 129 of the TTL pod. So without further ado, my friends... No extra wind about it. The man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and happy cheesehead himself this morning, Mr. Riley, R. Mags, Magnuson. Partner, how we doing over there today, pal? My man, it is Victory Tuesday. You had yourself a Victory Monday yesterday. I've got myself a Victory Tuesday. And, uh, you know, all the concerns aren't totally away, especially not on the defensive side of the ball, but... 
we got a few things fixed and uh you know it's good to be back in the win column and get some of those uh you know haters off the uh wagon maybe they didn't get shaken off but at least maybe a few of them so hey I'm feeling good, man. It's Tuesday, another bright, shining day. So uh, I'm ready to get rocking and rolling here with this week two recap because we've got some serious things to talk about here, partner. Speaking of feeling good, I'm back to feeling great. All right. The head's in position. <laughs> the headphones are all good. Everything's rocking and rolling. Make sure we're nice and tight there. Oh, yeah. Everything feels terrific. So we got a boatload to get into, my man. Uh, giving you a nice little bump ski there. Not what I was going uh, for, but, but hey, it. I won't leave you hanging <laughs> either way. And before we go anywhere, hold the phone to me. To you and all you beautiful people tuned in, if you're drinking the black elixir of the gods out there this morning, take your sip and let's get on with it. Oh! Woo! Hey, you know the two sip. <laughs> oh. Good radio. Oh. Yeah, hey, we're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're definitely going to have to come back to that bad boy. But for now, Loaded, episode number 129, and we won't waste much time about it because we got a sheet load to get into. Yeah. We're going to break down all 16 NFL games. We'll go uh, game by game starting last Thursday with the foosball team and the Giants and then work all the way to last night with the Packers, you see it, and the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. Definitely a lot of question marks in my mind that I am interested to talk about, about your Packers and Lions, also my Bears, and uh, everything in between. So we have plenty to get to, my friends. Not only our rants and reactions on our own team, not only the general NFL analyst recap, but also betting insights, betting analysis, things we've already noticed. We will not, however, be getting into week three. If you came here for a look ahead, you ain't getting it. You'll get it on tomorrow's show. We're going to go game by game once again, give you our early value. Look ahead, break down spreads, game totals, all that stuff in between. You know how it gets down. You know how we do it here at the TTL pod. And now, if you caught us last week, it uh, was valuable to get in earlier on a lot of things. Yes, it very much so was. And it probably and will be again this week. It, I think it will be too, as I uh, try to get some headphone fixes here. Oh, there yeah, go. there we go. All types of technical difficulties here this morning, but we're ready to rock and roll. Uh, yeah, we told you last Wednesday, pretty much every ticket we cashed this past Sunday was early value that we told you we would be locking in or had already locked. I think my worst success or my, you know, my Chargers. worst loss. No, I'm saying my worst losses have been the ones that I've been like Sunday morning, yeah. late ads to my yeah. slips. Yeah, I so, would 150% agree with you. So I, I didn't like, do much of it this week, but still. I like where we're at. Oh, hey, speaking of previous bets, hmm. you know, guys, we're always a full transparency <laughs> show here at the TTL pod. Can't help And, me. you know, I sometimes we have losers. We really do. But, again, I ask that you simply judge us by our losers because we have so few another night of cash and fucking tickets. With the TTL crew, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, because we got to go back to it. Full transparency show, you know, and all. Yesterday's best bets of the day. Armag's right above us, my friends. You know, he hammered in the Packers minus 12, minus 11 and a half, yeah, wherever baby. you found him at. They uh, cashed either way. A little bit of a sweat there. A couple at times. The end, a little but couple hey, times there. No problem. Uh, for him, on his props, he went 2-1, and one, so Mags might be back in the prop game. Ayo. was scaring me a little Ayo. bit to start the season, but he might be back. Already Aaron, flipped my positive, flipped over to positive on my Packers bets. <laughs> Aaron so. Jones and Devontae Adams uh, performing really well. Yep. And then Jamal Williams stayed a little bit out of the, yeah, uh, the game script in general. But we'll talk about that more. And then opposite side of the screen, up over yonder, my picks. I did not hit my uh, main pick on the total. The uh, game went over by one score. Mm -hmm. It almost 
almost was right at my predicted score if we would have just kicked a field goal and stopped going for the end zone repeated times yeah, with sorry, the dude. lead. Don't really know why we needed to do that. But, uh, hey, also, if that weather came a little bit earlier, I think that was yep, going to get a little sloppier, so a little quicker. Either way, went a perfect 3-0 and on my props. TJ Hawkinson over his receptions. He did also get in the Played end well. zone, so we cashed a nice plus money poly there. Yeah, 20.6 fantasy points in sure PPR. Did. Huge week for Hawkinson. And then DeAndre Swift was looking pretty weak. 11 yards going into the got fourth. That and late then stuff. Ripped that late yardage total off and uh, got over 28 and a half. Nice and easy. So across the board, my friends, hope you bet with the DTL crew. We Is went there... six and two yesterday mm-hmm. across the board. And uh, we didn't mention it on the show. We did it did it on the uh, action app. We, uh, we kind of agreed for the time being, just since it's a little early, but it really didn't need to. We were playing half units on all of the props. We would right. just put them out like that which are half units are still kind of depending on what you have. Obviously, it, it, when I'm at my $50 bets, they're going to be 25 When I'm at 25 they're at 10 So it's just, it's going to depend for you. But then again, we might be going up to uh, one unit plays on our props now because I'm, I'm feeling pretty yeah. darn confident. And I've had back-to-back-to-back-to-back games now where I've gone without missing too many props. So I'm feeling yeah. pretty confident. I just had a bad week so. one. I think I, I had a nice yeah. week, too, with props here. Yeah, most definitely. So we will get into that, but enough of tooting our own horns. There you go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The Monday Night Football recap from the TTL crew. Hell of a uh, weekend here. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know, partner... <sighs> You know, fuck it. I got to say it. I got to say, say it. You know, I was going to be all this nice guy. And, uh, oh, look at this guy. What's up, my boy Juan? Hey, we're about to drop some shit on you here today. But what I got to get off the chest before I just let it slip out sideways during the show. Okay. You know, we did some investigating here this morning. And uh, we're partnered with Tally Site. Okay. Right? One of actually the mm-hmm. smaller brands that's actually partnered with Tally Site. I see. And, oh, Last week we uh, we ranked sixth in the nation of uh, staffs bra- of staffs of brands right. of brands of staffs that are also partnered with Tally Site, and second or fourth I'm sorry fourth in terms of spread. Thought, oh man, we had a good week, but a lot of guys are popping up here, there, and left and right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been betting with the TTL crew, I have extremely terrific news for you. If you tuned in live, if you didn't already notice your you, bet slips, if you didn't already notice your, your bet slips or your accounts because you've been betting with us, we are now fourth in the nation in overall leaderboards in brands partnered with Tally Site for the NFL season. For the NFL season, and we are second in terms of spread uh i do believe off the top of my dome and it is actually better i'll look into this and i'll tweet this out and i'm sure tally sites gonna yeah, tweet it out, it out today but i was looking into it and there were a few plays that we told you guys to hammer in we cashed them but the plays that tally site the lines that they have available yeah, can't adjust the lines were the incorrect lines right. so we would have even better <laughs> odds but you know man we don't really know shit about shit. Nah, what do we know? Um, I said repeatedly we never claim to be MLB experts. We no. were just kind of shooting fish in the barrel um, and not hitting very well at all. Shot. There was about like three fish in a 50,000-gallon barrel. We weren't <laughs> doing very well there. Um, it, it's a fickle bitch. It, it is what it is, and I apologize. It, it, you know, it's it just not uh, not our thing. But, hey, we're back in NFL. We're back in college football. College basketball is 40 Nine. 49 days away, partner. Mm, my, cannot, my NBA is about a month away, away. which yeah. seemed, as far as betting, I'm happy, but it seemed a little too soon as far as getting rolling. But hey, so I'll, it's about to uh, get I'll welcome it home. Now, I continue to stick by my statement. Now, hey, there will be times I cannot act like this game 
is not a fickle bitch in and of, of itself from time to time. There will be times we will take a swift kick in the teeth. Now, what we hope for those times to be are the Thursday nights and the Monday nights and the Sunday night footballs, the games that we're not going to really make our bread and butter out of. Sure. We want to make sure that the games that everybody's playing, the publics are all on, everybody's losing their mind all over. When they're zigging, we help you learn how to zag. And maybe, just maybe, we don't need to zag at all, and you just need to play what you see. Mm -hmm. But we aim to tell you why we think that, why we see that. We don't want to just continue to be a mundane, monotonous, oh, I am taking the bears <laughs> because I like the bears. We don't ever want to be that. We want more people, and it's funny. Here's a little teaser for you before I get into, we get into all of week two recap. We recorded, free plug, episode number three of the Wise Words podcast dropping tomorrow at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time yesterday with Mr. I'm not telling you, you're out of your mind. You think ah, I'm going to tell you who the guest ah. is? But one thing uh, we talked about, which was really interesting, and I can't remember because now I've gone down this track. Um, where was I at here before this, partner? No Help me out. Where you're going oh, with this. All right. Well, you're just not even listening <laughs> to me. I am listening to you. I, I don't know so where you're going I, with it. What did I say before that? You were talking about, uh, well, as far as knowledge and, uh, you know, you said a bunch of words. Ah, see, you weren't listening to <laughs> I me was. at all. I don't know. All right. I didn't know where you were way, going. Either way. What I'm trying to tell you guys is that we have a loaded, loaded show <laughs> coming from wise words and that there is great knowledge information. And there was something that I'm supposed to be tying there together, but I may or may not have taken a few tokes of the wacky tobacco nah, this yeah. morning just to get get things flowing, as you know. And, you know, sometimes I get a little forgetful now, probably 1020. It's going to come back mm. flooding to my mind mm. as soon as uh, you're going down through something. So then I'll come back to that point and I'll tell you guys uh, once we get to there, whatever that might have been. All that being said, never know what rabbit hole you're going to go down at the TTL pod. Uh, all of that. Let's 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 get on with it. OK, let's let's get on with the doggone show. Enough blabbering, enough jabbing. We got plenty to get into. We know why you came here. You want to hear all of the insights, the analysis, everything from week two. So let's dish it out for you right now in prime time. My friends, it's time for the week two recap. All right. So once again, we'll go game by game. Uh, we'll look at some of uh, the key kind of stats, trends, where uh, they covered, how they covered, yada, 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 and then kind of our, our overall thoughts in general. So partner, I'm going to let you get things kicked off here, my friend. Uh, we did not cash our play. Uh, on the Giants and Washington football team. The, At least the spread. The uh, spread, the under did hit. Right. So my under in that one. Um, wait. No, the under did not hit. The under did not hit. No. It actually did not. So, we did well on props. Yeah, yeah they're, uh, the under or the over is 6-0 and in primetime games now. I, yep. So, so yep. Six very, very interesting there. It's got to end at some point here. Yeah, it's got to end sometime. But give me your thoughts overall. Uh, obviously, we did well on props, not in the other markets, on the Washington football right. team, New York Giants, 30-29 to on Thursday night. I mean, are we... Uh... Have we been sleeping on the Giants a little too much here? Obviously, they lost the game. Maybe we've been hyping up the Washington football team a little too much. I think, uh, you know, as we've seen over the last couple of years, I think the Giants team just knows how to play the Washington football team well. Maybe we're sleeping on the Giants a little bit, but, you know, I still don't think they're going to be a playoff team by any means. But Daniel Jones did impress me a little bit there. But like I said, he has had success against Washington, so I'm not sure if that's going to be it. I think week three here, uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow, but they play the Falcons. I think that might answer a few questions for the Giants. 
maybe not because the you know any anyone who plays the Falcons I just don't know what to draw from from it so you know I still have some high hopes for Washington um I don't love that we haven't seen quite the dominant performance from defensive side of the ball in either of these two weeks that we were kind of expecting and that's kind of how it was last year though the second half of the season they really tore out of the out of their shell on defense and started being the team mm-hmm. that we know so maybe we see that again uh you know i've still got decent hopes for washington but uh i think i'm pulling back the reins just a tiny bit here how about you I think I'm pulling back the reins a tiny bit, but I also don't think that uh, the nine and a half that the Bills opened yeah, up yeah. at is worth anything. We'll right. talk about that tomorrow, but I am not overreacting that much on the football team, and I think that is an overreaction line and a half. We might have a theme of some overreactions coming yeah. up here again. Um, yeah, football team defensively, they've looked a lot weaker than our predictions. I think eventually they're going to come into their own. I mean, they, they have to, it's Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera. I mean, kind of the coast in cruise yeah, control type it, it, shit. Yeah. They got it. They got to get something ratcheted up. I don't know why it's not a hundred percent. Um, I'm not buying the Daniel Jones hype train all of a sudden. I'm not buying the giants. I, he's consistently played well against the Washington yeah. football team. Yeah. Um, sure, they play the Falcons. I don't think that'll tell us shit in hell. Yeah. I, I I still have no idea what the Falcons are. We'll talk about them coming all the way back within a field goal and then losing the game by 28 points. I'm just I I don't understand how things <laughs> like that happen. So no, I can't really tell you what the Giants are because I still. I think that there was a lot of blown coverages and a lot of just weird things that that the Giants should not have been able to do. There's still some stuff that they they did impress me in a few areas, but there's still some stuff that Jason Garrett did, uh, you know, from an offensive standpoint that still is just sticking in 2010 yeah. old offensive yeah. styles and I think that at the end of the day is going to set them back a little bit here because yeah. uh, you know, there were some flashes that we saw as far as improvements, uh, you know, from skill positions, but I think there's still, uh, you know, there's still a few pieces away, a couple coaching changes away from being, uh, you know, even a playoff contender at this point. Right. And it said that uh, the Giants covered by a, a plus three margin. The line must have closed right around four or three and a half, somewhere three and a half, four, three and a half, yeah. four somewhere in there. So. I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow, but I don't know that you should be running to the window to uh, back the Giants right. this upcoming weekend. And. Thinking you should for the Washington football team, as crazy as that sounds. But we're not talking about upcoming week. We're sticking here right now from the past, moving in to Sunday football games. Easy. Watch Sorry. yourself, partner. For you, for you hurt yourself over there. Be careful. Uh, first game up on tap. Um, this was actually one of my Sunday ads. One of the ones that I mentioned that I liked the early value, but I wasn't completely sold on it. And I'm glad that I put. 0.25 of the yeah, unit on this Just a this little one. sprinkle, need a little action. Uh, what am I talking about? Buffalo Bills, Miami yep. Dolphins. Uh, we all know Bills took it to them, 35 to nothing. We actually talked with our guest for our guest for tomorrow's episode of Wise Words, the third episode of Wise Words, dropping at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time on our YouTube channel, and then af- after that on all major podcast directories. Our guest yesterday was a big Dolphins fan. Big. Huge, huge Dolphins fan. Huge. And uh, also big exec, too. So, you know, pretty cool to get both perspectives of, like, a real high-level guy, but also the Dolphins fan. Still very and much, uh, yeah. Still very, very much Dolphins fan. And, you know, it was really – it was encouraging to me he wasn't super concerned about Tua. Right. I'm a little concerned about Tua. I just, man – At least this year. Roll, roll damn tight, by yeah. the way. Um. 
at least this year, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I think I'm concerned, man. I think teams know that if they pressure him up, that yeah. offensive line is not going to be mm-hmm. able to stand up. Right. And if you're going to get these small spreads, which it's another somewhat small spread for them going into this week, ah. I just don't think you can back it. I think you got to fade the Dolphins, especially if they're going into the black hole in Las Vegas. And I see people already saying, be tentative about Vegas, be tentative about Vegas. This, Yeah, it's a classic Vegas spot. We're not talking about looking forward yet, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. But, man, I just I just don't know how you can back the Dolphins without Tua with what that offensive line looked like. I mean, they were they were shredded cheese, man. They, right. they were nothing. They were Swiss cheese. Yeah. They had holes all in them is what I'm trying to say. I mean, they, it was just bad. It was bad, bad, bad. And do I think the Bills are a 35-point team better than them and a shutout team better than them? No. No. Do I think the Bills will win that division? Hell yes. Yeah. I don't really see yeah. anybody else competing with them now. But... Ah, geez. I mean, the Dolphins had the opportunity to go 2-0 and in the division, and that could have been really, really big for them. Now, obviously, you dropped Jacoby Brissett in out of nowhere when he's right. never had success just being dropped in. You mentioned it pre-show. If he's got time to prepare, maybe he does. And at least hold tread water, you he know? He can tread, tread water for sure a little bit, but man... I don't know. I'm a little bit worried about the Dolphins. Mm, yeah. uh, per our guest, he'll tell you about it, but not hitting the panic button yet. Still kind of thinking about it. I'm not hitting the panic button quite yet, but I'm concerned about the Finns. I am a little concerned. I I don't want to overreact as far as their defense is concerned here because obviously there's concerns, but I think their defense will bounce back. And uh, yeah, I'll have some more thoughts about it tomorrow, but I'll save some time. I think the Bills are going to be really damn good. But like you said, are they 35 nothing type good? I don't think so. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll see some good stuff from both these teams, but I am still concerned about the Dolphins. Yeah, I think so, too. We'll definitely talk about them more in depth because those uh, the more the days go on here, the AFC East just kind of gets a little bit more murkier, yeah. more murkier, and now what the hell are we actually going to do? So we got a lot to talk about there as far as uh, plays upcoming. But it does look like the three-and-a-half, four-and-a-half is going to be a very profitable spot for the Dogs uh, here in the first few weeks of the season, but... I digress. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that soon here in some key trends uh, once we get to the end of the entire recap. Next game up on tap, one of our best bets, the crew's best bets, Indianapolis Colts plus four and a half. Absolute cash money. Almost ended up winning outright, but lost 27 to 24 to the Rams. I saw through the grapevine that Daryl Henderson is having some issues. Yeah. Might be good to go by game time uh, this upcoming week. Not too sure exactly what they're going to do there. Um, stay away from Van Jefferson. If you bought in high as hell, this is kind of more of a fantasy perspective. You bought in high as hell off of the game one. He had this right. huge game. Stay right. away from right. Van Jefferson. Do not buy stock in him. He's a very good player. No, I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. He's a very good role player for the Rams. Great, great dude. But he's not a good fantasy player. Please do not waste a spot. Uh, uh maybe a potential flex flyer, and you get absolutely crushed. I know there might be some people that lost the league because sure. uh, because they were flying on him for sure. But all that being said. Um, I'm not worried about Cooper Cup. I think he continues to keep doing his thing. Robert Woods, I'm a little concerned about. I want to see him get more worked into yeah. the offense. You know, I mean, back-to-back weeks with barely over double-digit points. Stafford and Cup seem to be best pals all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden they have a chemistry and a half. So I'm not too worried about the Rams offensively, defensively. The rushing, the rush defense is a little bit shaky. For the Rams, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just a little bit shaky. So I'm going to... I, that, if I said anywhere, if I would say anywhere they need to approve, improve, that would be it. Um, but as far as the Colts go, 
I don't know. I just think they're going to be cover machines right now. I'm actually, <laughs> so, uh, I'm actually early looking ahead to them uh, yeah. for next week without giving away too much for tomorrow. Sure. Interested to see what's up with yeah. Carson and his ankles. I yeah. mean, shit, man. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, we we don't know. That's basically what I'm saying. It's yeah. interesting to see, and that's going to be whether that plays a big part in this next game or not. I don't know, uh, but it, yeah, it, it, I just don't think they're going to be able to get over the hump of these teams that are what appear to be a level above them, like the Rams and the Seahawks last uh, yeah. last week. I just don't think they're going to be there. I think they might take care of these teams that are on the same level as them and lower, but. They just don't stack up to these other teams. I think the O-line did a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, the O-line uh, proved a lot to me as far as being able to protect Wentz and get the running game going. Sure. But when they go down by two scores, they're not yeah. just going to be able to bang the ball with exactly. Jonathan Taylor. So that's going to I mean, to their defense needs to step up to kind of to yeah. what people were yeah, hoping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. They definitely do. But also the injury at TY doesn't help no. the, the passing game no. either. So when you have to become passing predictable and you have – a guy that's in his second year and a guy that's in his fourth or fifth year with Pascal kind of being the one, oh, yeah. one and two guys right sure. now. That's just, that's kind of like what Wentz was dealing with right before he uh, left honestly, Philadelphia. Yeah. So maybe a little bit better of an offensive line. Cause there was a train wreck in Philly, but other than that, you're not wrong. As far as playoff hopes and how I was singing about a month ago, I think I'm going to walk that back just a teeny weeny weeny bit. I think that division might be an eight, nine winner. I think the division so, winner is going to so be an eight too. time. And eight I also think, I also believe that the Colts are just going to be cover machines yeah. because they're dropping them in again as five and a half, five, five and four and a half, half uh, somewhere in between their point underdogs on the road in Tennessee. If you've already been following along with the TTL pod, we've already told you how Vrabel has been as a home favorite. Right. So again, another little teaser as to what the fuck we might be talking about on tomorrow's show to kind of kick things off right. with one of the main games. That all being said, that's enough for the Rams and Colts. How about some Pats and Jets? Mm -hmm. Now, we talked about it last Wednesday. Said, Fuck, partner. I don't this know the one, how. Man. How <laughs> can I not back Bill Belichick? How can I not do it? His record against rookie QBs. You know, it's just, let's stay away. Yeah. Let's be tentative. Let's stay away. And the Pats absolutely destroy Zach Wilson. They win the game 25-6. to Zach Wilson ends up throwing five picks, four, four picks. picks. Sorry, didn't mean to give you an extra one nah. there, Zach. But either way, the fans were booing him. MetLife was raining down on that kid's soul. And, you know, I like how he has handled himself so far. I, yeah. He was asked if he was potentially seeing <laughs> ghosts out there. And he said, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. So he's carrying himself. He knows he's a rookie. He knows this is kind of some of the growing pains. And you had to expect that with Belichick's defense against a rookie quarterback. You had to expect it. 25 points. It's kind of chicken shit to me. The yeah. Pats need to put up way, yeah. way, 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 way more points than that on the Giants. And Mac Jones managed the game well, but he, did, you know, it wasn't really impressive. They're just I not say. scoring. Yeah. I just don't think I. We talked about it in in the season previews. I mean, hey, go back watch the Patriots season preview. We yeah. talked about just the lack lack of depth and weapons, and uh -huh. we thought there might be some sleeper guys here and there for fantasy purposes. But outside of that. I mean, one guy gets injured, the depth is screwed. Right. And the fact that they put all of that on Mac Jones' shoulders, just that's why I was even more puzzled when they let Cam go. I mean, there was just so many loose ends to tie up. Now, granted, seems like a rare quarter rookie QB that just doesn't make mistakes, though, which yeah, is, I guess, what they like true. about him. That is true. But uh, 
I don't know. You got the uh, you got the Pats opening up at home as three point favorites against the Saints. Yeah. We'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> that one is tricky. But as far as Zach Wilson, things ain't getting easier against uh, Vic Fangio, who I don't know the numbers, but I know that he also uh, has some pretty good success against rookie quarterbacks himself. So. Yeah, he most definitely does. And that, that game is in my eye. <laughs> it sure is. So I, I don't know. I'm concerned about that one too. Uh, Big spread we'll, though. We'll save that for sure for tomorrow. It is a big ass spread. Um, but yeah, I'm concerned about the Jets. I I mean, I said it on the Jets episode. I was like, man, I love Bobby Sala. Yep. I love what he's doing. I love maybe the prospect of their future. But if it hasn't happened in the last two decades, it sure as shit ain't happening in 2021. I'm no. sorry. Not with a brand new coaching staff. And we're kind of seeing that happen. We're seeing the remnants of a first-year coaching staff yeah. and a rookie quarterback and yeah. trying to develop their team and a lot of rookie players right. overall on their team. And now they deal with injuries. And, oh, my gosh. It's just like it's going to be a rough one. Gonna be a rough one for the Jets. So if you're a Jets fan, I am sorry. But let's not uh, stick too long on them, guys. We don't want to bury them into the ground. Right. How about the next one on tap? The San Francisco 49ers mm -hmm. and the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles controlled most of the game and then let it slip away in the waning moments. 17 to 11 right. to those 49ers. Let me start with the 49ers. Um, a lot of question marks to tell you a the truth bit. because. Now, all right, everybody, if you're in, maybe if you're in the Scott Fish Bowl, maybe if you're in a big, heavy redraft league, maybe you're in a huge dynasty league, mm. and you fucking ran to the waivers for Elijah Mitchell, right? you got stiffed. Yep. You got stiffed. He got injured before the first quarter was over. So then everybody ran to Jermichael Hasty, right? had somewhat decent production, he gets hurt. Trey Sermon, out with concussion. So now we're back in a huge, huge running back carousel with no real solid answers as to who the fuck is going to be no. starting against the Packers on Sunday Night Sunday Football. Night Football. So, I mean, if I had to bet, I would say the guy who's in concussion protocol, but maybe, I don't know the severity of it, you know? What the fuck? I, I have no idea. So there's that. Uh -huh. Brandon Ayuk still looks to be, I don't want to say non-existent, but not Brandon Ayuk as what we anticipated in that offense. Uh, Debo Samuel's been decent. Uh-oh. Breaking news, but uh, not a fun breaking news. Thursday Night Football, Davis Mills is going to start. Okay, really so ladies and gentlemen, right now, right now, nah, 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 right now, right now, do not stop, do not hesitate, get open your sports book right now and hammer in the Panthers minus seven and a half. That line is going to move up to ten and a half. I guarantee it. Hammer it in right now. That that was all aligned based on Tyrod Taylor coming in and playing. I do believe that that is going to be the play. I'm going to add it to the bet slip um, right off the bat because that's, I got it at minus eight right here. Yeah, minus seven and a half, minus one ten on FanDuel. So yeah, I'm gonna scoop if it. It's, if it's already ticking, I do believe that it is probably a good idea to uh, go ahead and give that a look there, boys. But hey, I'm hammering it. Whatever in. you want to do, and I guess we'll give a quick reasons why. I mean, that Panthers defense is legit, and Davis Mills is actively terrible and he's only got what two three four days here to prepare for a really good defense or you know at least what have we've seen from a really good defense yeah. and uh you know davis mills was he didn't even have a ton of pressure on him i think he only took one sack against the browns 
it's going to be bad. The Panthers are going to get even more pressure on him. And I, yeah, I really think the Panthers' offense whoa, shouldn't have any problems there whoa, either. Whoa, We mean location not verified. You better chill oh, out boy. with all that chicken <laughs> shit. Oh, boy. Location not verified. What does this look like to you? All right, hammering that bad boy in. I might even you. be interested in the under 44 as well. Quite possibly, quite possibly. We'll discuss that at a later time. Hey, you're seeing it live in primetime yes, here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I got it at 43 and a half on FanDuel, so you are you don't have the hooks on DraftKings, and I got the hooks on Did FanDuel. Did you get seven and a half on Dra- FanDuel? Seven and a half ah, and shit. 43 and okay. a half. So, okay. I mean, you can still cash that fucker out. You can still do that, switch it over to whatever. But either way, hey, there you guys go. Um, early value. That I partner, I'm so glad you said that because that was uh that was really hinging what I was gonna do for Thursday night football. I uh because I Yeah, because the Tyrod's in we talked about it. I think I, we saw it on the show. Tyrod's a cover machine. I I, I, I thought it was gonna be Tyrodi covers instead of Teddy <laughs> yeah. covers. Tyrodi covers Tyrati this covers. year. And man, with that with him not being it's Davis Mills, Davis Mills looked bad, 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 bad. And I think that Matt Rule's out to prove some shit and yeah. uh J.C. Horn's making a quick name for himself around right. the league. I, you know, I got zero faith in Davis Mills, and yeah, under under a week to prepare for this team, with what they, I wouldn't care if it was a week, but you're giving me the <laughs> with yeah. what they can do offensively and defensively. Yeah, we'll talk about it more in depth tomorrow. Make sure for sure. But hey, you just saw us live in prime time. I put my my unit down, baby. Mm-hmm. So whatever you wanna. Whatever you want to do, we'll talk about it tomorrow, but we won't stick on that too much right. longer because, holy shit, I want to think about that some more and some other stuff that I might want to play because that happened. So my mind is, uh, my betting mind's running in yep. circles right now <laughs> on that game. So let's get back into week two recap before we talk more about that. We'll get more into that on uh, Thursday's show even more when we hammer in all the bets. But if you tuned into the TTL pod live today, you heard it here first, hammer in minus seven and a half because of that Davis Mills news getting the start. You ain't got to go nowhere else. You ain't got to look high or low. I oh, mean, sir? I don't, I don't, you got to tell your friends, brothers, sisters, uncles, and neighbors. I mean, you really do. Like, they're not getting this anywhere else. Unless it's the worldwide leader. Oh, our guest for tomorrow's episode of the Wise Words <laughs> podcast at uh, episode number three, dropping at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, features somebody from that worldwide leader espn but you're not getting shameless it. plugs baby i'm telling you, it man. all all day long maybe <laughs> you know what i'm about so that all being said i uh you're not getting it anywhere else so uh you ain't got to tune in nowhere else you'll get it right here tell them all tell them to stop by and it just gets more we like having more people around and we like interacting with you guys more i mean i i, I don't know i just get i start having more fun i start enjoying the pod more the more people come in so i just uh absolutely love it and we love to do it for you guys so hey share with everybody but let's keep this show steaming down the tracks next game up bear down chicago bears we're talking about them right now today all right, uh, Bengals, Bears. Bears squeaked it out, 2017. Sure they could have very easily given it away. I'm not going to act like they could not have at all. Um, we saw pretty much the real version of Justin Fields. Um, pretty much what I thought we would see. I think a lot of people thought we were going to see this Superman, high-flying, yep. acrobatic, and I still love my man. He's still, yep. he's still a gangster. Showed he's still some flashes. Doing, showed some flashes. But he's still a rookie quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL, and defenses know how to handle rookie quarterbacks. So... I think it's great, and I think what we learned is that he needs to get on the field. And the more time he has on the field, instead of just visualizing the bullshit on the sidelines with his helmet strapped around his head, Mm -hmm. he is the fucking backup and never took off his helmet for four fucking quarters in week one. Mm -hmm. He is that guy. (laughs) He's that fucking guy. Give him the opportunity for crying out loud. And I think 
not I think, I know, I'm pretty sure they're going to set Dalton out for week three and what looks like to potentially be week four. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. So Fields gets the start against the Browns. I know the Browns are a heavy defensive team, but I think that game turns into a shootout. We also, I, I was going to mention it. We haven't, I haven't been super impressed with the no, Browns defense, at least, at least compared to what we expected. And my boy JOK, like mm-hmm. just quiet, quiet. Like they're just, they're just really quiet over there. So yeah. They're controlling games though, they're but I mean, them, but not, not, not as, quite what we expected, ooh, especially ooh, against the Texans. Ooh, ooh, and then, uh, and then obviously week one against the Chiefs is fine, I guess. But yeah. So, I mean, unbiased Bears opinion. I think okay, great. Love the defense. You I, and I'm not. I'm not going to walk back my statements hard because, just not even a few days ago, I was pretty pissed off about the defense and what we were seeing and this, that, and the third. And I think that's still okay mm-hmm. to kind of be right somewhere in the middle. Yeah. yeah, we saw the flashes. We saw the defense of old, but I think a lot of those spots, like how often are we going to pick off a quarterback three times in a row? Three and I know, you, I know, you would love to say, "Oh, it's the Bears' defense. That's what we do." The probability of that, I, I am a realist here, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. The probability of that is just not very extremely high at all. And I kind of consider, I love Joe Burrow. I think he's going to be fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. He's still going to make some rookie mistakes. He only played, what, six, seven games last year. He's, as far as, you know, games played, he's still technically still a rookie, man. You know, still kind of a rookie. Yeah, yeah kind of. So, like I said, I think he's going to be fantastic, but he's going to oh. make those mistakes. He, uh, the one that was a pick six was a clear mistake. Like, yeah. that was uh, so unnecessary to throw. So. Yeah, you're you're not overstepping any bounds no. there, saying kind of he's still in that kind of rookie mentality. I mean, you definitely saw that. I mean, I love Roquan, but Roquan don't do that stuff. Roquan doesn't take a pick six to the house. I mean, I would love to. That's the new Roquan that we see now. Hey, rock and roll, pay that man if that's what we're going to get. But much like Allen Robinson flashes, now he's back to dropping balls again. Why? What the fuck are we doing? Why when one section of the team is good, the other one isn't worth a fuck? Can we just get on the same page, please? That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Just a little cohesion if you will, C-O-H-E-S-I-O-N, for those of you who had forgotten how to spell it and uh, didn't remember that I'm a Scully champion, pal, cohesion. That all being said, um, (laughs) yeah, not worried about the Bengals. I'm still high on their uh, wide receiver room. I think it was – I don't know what to think about the Bears secondary quite yet. I can't say there's studs. I still think there's holes. I still think there's flaws. I think that – the Bengals wide receivers show back up, they show back out, and Joe Mixon will be just fine as well. So I don't jump ship, don't hit the panic button if you're a Bengals fan, if you bought heavy stock in them fantasy-wise. Right. You're straight, you're all good, you'll be, it'll be all good, it'll be all cookies here before we know it. So everybody relax on the Bengals, but... Uh, Outside of that, partner, take it away. Bear the fuck down. Yeah, I mean, I, I will save some time. I don't have too many thoughts. I mean, you basically laid it all out, and it kind of kind of echoes mine. I mean, I'm obviously gonna, not going to say too many nice things about the Bears, but, I mean, their defense no, did step really? up. Yeah, their defense really? did step up, though, and uh, I'm interested to see if that's going to be a trend when they do play at home against some of these teams that aren't dominant offenses. That's kind of what I'm interested in to see, and then, obviously, going on the road this next week, but it's not too far. A similar type of atmosphere in Cleveland, and uh, I I don't think they're going to win that game, but I don't think it's a terrible matchup. We'll talk about that tomorrow, obviously. But I don't think it's out of the question that they'll uh, be in the game uh, this upcoming week at all. So there was some interesting line movement on this game that I just remembered I wanted to mention. For upcoming? Yeah, and what you were saying there kind of remembered me all of that, or reminded me all of that. Remember so me. Remembered me. So the Bengals opened up as three-and-a-half-point dogs to the Bears mm-hmm. right this past week, and then they quickly dropped down to a pick em by game time. Overreaction. Yep. Insanity. Yep. All the money was falling on them, and it was getting easier for them to cover. 
okay? Why do I tell you that? Because we have something very similar happening with the Bengals. And the Steelers. And the Steelers this upcoming week three. Now, I'm not 100% sold on it. I really like the line. I think this is the key line. I think it's where I'm going to be siding. But the Bengals opened up as six and a half point dogs to the Steelers in Pittsburgh this upcoming week. They opened up months ago. Mm -hmm. They are now down to four and a half despite the Steelers getting over 70% of bets and 75% of actual money wagered on the game. So it's getting easier for the Steelers to cover at home, and they've been involved in two hogwash games despite them getting all of the damn money. Hmm. hmm. How you doing? I don't think you need to overthink anything. You don't need to overthink the Steelers' defense. You don't need to think overthink what you saw with the Bengals in Chicago. That's just a sharp play. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about it more tomorrow, but I just kind of wanted to make you privy to that because eh, we got a very similar line movement situation a going bit, on yeah. here with the same damn team. So, the more you know. All that being said, uh, anything else? Bengals, Bears, we missed. Now let's move on. All right, John. Keeping it moving, keeping it grooving. The next game up on tap. One of your best bets of the day. Uh, we uh, got a little bit uh, sorely disappointed on uh, this one. Yeah. But the Broncos versus the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the Jags plus six. Def- I-, I was all over it with you, too. I loved it. And uh, Denver ended up getting the job done 23-13. to 13. Yep. So got a plus four margin cover there. Nothing I can really write home about, boys. I am still concerned. I still don't think I would run to the window with Teddy Bridgewater as a touchdown plus favorite. I just, I just, it still doesn't feel right. It still uh-huh. feels to me that the Jags are going to jag, and that was the Jags. And I think that you're going to get more false betting hope with what happens against the Jets this right. weekend. And I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. I love Teddy Two Gloves, but I think at some point in time it is going to come crashing down. And when all these experts that are flocking to Teddy Two Gloves on these ATS numbers, I think it's a little fugazi. And I love Teddy Two Gloves, and that's why I hate to say that, but it's against the Jags, and it's against the Jets. Now, as for the Jets, my main takeaway is that they're fucked. Uh, Jags, you mean? Yeah. I said, as for the... You said, said as for the Jets. Oh, I'm sorry. As for the Jags, they're fucked. Um, I repeat, they're fucked. Yeah, they're fucked. (laughs) I I do not see really any glimmering hope, uh, from that New York team. Um, I'm trying to even go through anything in my Rolodex in my brain here that I could pull out, try to say nice about him, but it, it, it's not good. Michael Carter. Hey, Michael Carter showing some promise. Talking about the Jags guy, not the Jets. What am I fucking doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. The Jets are fucked too. So. They're fucked too. That's, that's why, because the Jets are playing the Broncos <laughs> yeah. this upcoming week is why I'm on it. I apologize. Um, but I don't know that everybody bought too high in on Trevor Lawrence. I don't know that. He has the weapons there to get it done. I'm very disappointed in how Urban Meyer's using our roll fucking yeah. birds, boy James Robinson. I know. It's it, it is not the recipe for success. It's not what they need to be doing. They're playing classic Jags football. It's the classic Jags, man. Just like the, we saw the classic Detroit Lions last night, and I am very concerned. We see a two and fifteen season from the yeah, Jags. I am right there with you as far as this season. I'm not out on Trevor Lawrence as far as you know the future of Trevor Lawrence, but sure. 
as far as what we're seeing right now, it's not good. And, you know, we're both high in Denver's defense, but it's not like they did any anything different against that uh, Texans defense last week. So I think uh, I'm, I'm excited. I don't know if excited is the right word. I want to see Trevor Lawrence and the Jags against a team that doesn't have a very competent defense. And, uh, you know, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. if they struggle there, then, yeah, obviously it's an ugly, ugly situation. Mm. I'm not sure if Urban Meyer is going to stick around or not. I mean, there's not a ton of uh, blueprint for success for college coaches coming to the NFL and having success. Jim Harbaugh is one of them. That's a pretty short list. So I do not have high hopes this upcoming week, uh, especially their defense. Uh, I believe they got the Cardinals here coming back to Jacksonville. So maybe their offense has a little more success, but Jags football ain't looking good so far. No, not looking good at all. And that seven and a half we'll talk about tomorrow looks really juicy, but I think you got to stay yep. way to fook away. It does not... Uh... Does not seem to me that the Jags are going to be turning around anytime soon. No. But next game up on tap, my friends. Let's keep the show steaming on down the tracks. You know the drill. Next game up, we have the Houston Texans and the Cleveland Brownies. Um, kind of talked about both of them a little bit. Yeah, we, we kind of already talked about them. Um, you know, with Davis Mills now starting, that opens a whole new can of worms for the yeah. Texans. Uh, there's not really anything now I can tell you or draw from that. They've Obviously, been... that makes them, in my eyes, the worst team in the league going yeah, from Tyrod to Mills. With, with Tyrod, man, and Tyrod having some of the worst le- know, man. luck in the league. I mean, gosh, T's and P's, Tyrod. I, it just sucks that he is going through everything he's going through. And, man... Yeah, that uh, that probably put the Texans as the worst team in the league. And oh, surprise, surprise, they didn't activate Deshaun Watson. Oh, so gee. it's uh, it's not looking <laughs> good there in Texas. Houston as specific. Maybe that's why J.J. Watt got the fuck out of town. Right. And he saw this shit storm coming way before and all the other guys that got out of town. Yeah. So uh, nothing to say about them. The Browns, uh, what the fuck? Uh, you know, I'm a little bit concerned about the Browns. Letting it slip away from the Chiefs. I, I did say that. That was not the game they were going to win. Right. They'll beat them in the playoffs. I think that's when they'll start clipping. But I didn't think they were going to let that slip away. And then to play the game, is t- that wasn't a 10-point game against the Texans. Like no. they, they got lucky and pulled that away. Point blank, period. They, you can't say anything. If you're if you're a Browns fan and you're mad about me saying that, like that that's straight up. Like, it was 14, 14 I, I have, and a half. I have Baker as one of my doggone— 14, 14 and a half. I have Baker as one of my fantasy quarterbacks. I love that team. But now they're even more of a pickle. No Jarvis Landry. Yep. Doesn't look like OBJ is going to be back. I made the early prediction that OBJ is not going to be in a Browns. You will not see him suit up in a Browns uniform this year. That's my early hot take. I The more and more, more stuff comes out, I'm thinking that that is actually what happens. What's he going to do? Rely on David and Joku the entire yeah, game against the Bears defense? And then maybe quite possibly they try and, if they can somehow get a lead with that, then they use Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I yep. mean... Uh, it, it's very, yeah, very frightening what's happening in Cleveland because we were both super high on him. We already talked about the defense, a little bit more regressed than what we thought. We were really high on him, and they haven't lived up to the hype yet. They're they're quietly doing okay, but they just haven't lived up to what yeah. we thought. I mean, it's so, two weeks in, so yeah. I, I don't want to say I'm... Overreaction. I'm, I, yeah, maybe, but I mean... I'll, uh, we wish we would have seen a little Texas. more. I mean, yeah. you wish you would have smacked him 31-7 to or something like that. But yeah. uh, obviously they played better when 
Tyrod Taylor left the game, which is kind of what we're saying as far as the Texans being really, really bad. If Davis Mills is in there, still love the Browns running attack. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, that's going to be producing all season long. As long as it's not predictable, I think it'll still produce, but the cap on it, if it's predictable, is going to come down. Oh, so and, easy. So you easy. know, there's going to be certain games where they just can't rely on that every single week. Baker was 19 of 21. Uh, you know, there's just some injury concern with him right now, too. I don't, I don't know the full diagnosis. I'm sure he's going to be he's a tough guy. Stefanski said... He's fine. He's fine, which, you know, obviously he's going to play and yeah. he might be fine, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's 100%. And I think it might make it a little bit uh, tougher of a matchup this next week, which we will talk about tomorrow. Yes, we definitely will, because uh, I'm not going to say I'm targeting it. I'm going to say you're targeting it, and I'll just tell you if you end up doing it, but you'll have to uh, tune in tomorrow to see what the hell we're talking about in relation to the Bears and the Browns. But moving right along, next game up on tap, you beautiful people. Hey, in case I haven't mentioned it lately, Thank you so much. I love the hell out of you. We appreciate the absolute shit out of each and every one of you. I mean, from the bottom of our doggone hearts. Like, we're just a couple of goofballs talking about some foosball right now. And I know we got some good insights and shit. We might have just gave you the winning play a Thursday before the line even moved. Uh-oh. Not NFL breaking news. But... May have already uh, gotten the tea leaves on this, but uh, some NBA news. And uh, NBA rumor mill's been quiet. Ben Simmons will not report to opening of training camp and intends to never play another game for the 76ers which was kind of already uh hinted at but well i would have never guessed that with a local philadelphia news station saying oh we've seen ben simmons leaving the city and it was a literally a dumpster floating through water <laughs> so uh, I don't blame him. But, I do not uh, blame him at all, but uh, drama in Philly. Yeah, not to go down a rabbit hole two yes. seconds, but it's way too hard to fucking trade him. That's the yeah, fucking issue. Yeah, we'll stay issue. way above that. We're not going to get into that because we I get, could go, I, I could go down a rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah. Get, we'll get way <laughs> too deep with you on that. So, staying with the NFL, but there's your... A few days ago, the NBA rumor mill has been too quiet. Look a little too guy. quiet. Look at this guy in his NBA. All right, next game up on tap. Our best bet of the weekend. My favorite Ooh. bet of the weekend. I told you to hammer the absolute mess of it, out of it. He told you the same thing. Panthers versus Saints. Panthers plus three and a half. Easy cash. It was always the Panthers. 26 to seven. Never in doubt. 17 uh, nothing at half. 17 nothing at half. Um, I don't know how much you can put. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. kind of concerning. What the what the hell are we going to see from the Saints? And, you know, I'll talk about this when we get to the Packers, but I think we still need to be a little bit concerned about the Packers. And I know you ain't worried about that. No, we got the second half, and did you see the score, and blah, 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 blah. And we'll go back and forth, and I'll give you my real thoughts on this. But I think that's classic Packers head nod, and that's just classic fandom. You got to be a little bit realist because the Saints, whatever that Saints team is, beat them 38-3, to your defense looked terrible against the Lions, and we'll talk about that in more. But sticking with the Saints, why why could they not score at all against the Panthers? Now, the Panthers are, are decent, but also on the same side of that coin, why could that defense not stop them at all after mm -hmm. stopping a pretty damn good defense in Green Bay in, or offense in and of itself? I don't know. I'm a little concerned about the Saints and how much we can back them, how much we can trust them. Um Maybe the moment, I'm wondering the moment got too big for Jameis. I yeah. don't know. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. As Jameis obviously looked like classic Jameis Squinston throwing, yeah, throwing it wasn't pigs, good. looking it wasn't ugly. Good. And I mean, maybe the Saints were kind of flying high off of that win and kind of overlooking the Panthers, whereas yeah, yep. the Panthers, this was, I don't want to say this is their Super Bowl, but as far as early part of the season, this was, this yep. is, uh, I know they've got an easy stretch coming up. So this was, uh, you know, probably back in fucking May. 
giant, giant, giant circles all around it. At home, week two, mm. Saints catching the Saints after the Packers. So yeah. uh, I think the Panthers are good. I don't know how how good they are. I think they're fucking and, uh, seven and a half over the Texans. Good. Yep, and uh, I do too. Uh, I don't. I don't think we can draw too much from the Saints on this one, um, but we'll see. Well, I think week three is going to tell us a lot about the Saints here against uh, New England. I do believe you are correct, my friend, and uh, that's going to be one we have to talk about a lot yeah. in there. Uh, something came to my mind, too, as you were talking about that. Uh, if you guys got any questions about any of these games, anything yeah. we haven't covered, it's something we didn't mention, and you were like, fuck, I wish you guys would have said something about mm-hmm. that. Ah, bad. Hey, just drop it in the live chat over there. We'll we'll hit on it here in just a second. Um, but Carolina, I think Carolina's fucking legit. CMC's back. Sam Darnold, he looks like a fucking guy. No, no, he looks like a dude. Like he is an NFL dude. All of the sudden, ghosts no more. Partner me with Matt Rule, and I'm gonna start throwing yeah. bombs and Tutty McBuddies every other play and drive. I'm I like bo- their weapons. Hey, you, yeah. I, I said it early on this season. You're going to have to bear with me sometimes because the Panthers are my second favorite team outside of the Bears in the NFC. Yeah. Like, I love, I've loved them since they drafted Cam number one overall, like when they had Riverboat Ron. Like, that's my team outside of the Bears. But, man, oh, man, I am high as shit just from an analyst perspective now, just from what we're seeing. The Anderson-Darnold connection mm-hmm. is real. Mm-hmm. I mean, DJ Moore, eight DJ, catches, 79 yards. Darnold-Moore connection is real. I mean, I, hey, I'm pretty high on this doggone team to continue to do what they're doing. So, hey, I digress. Could continue to talk about them a lot. Next game up, the autumn wind is a raider. He wears a silver hat upon his head. And the freaking Las Vegas Raiders go into Pittsburgh and whoop their ass by nine points. Two zip. Or excuse me, two and oh is what I'm saying. (laughs) 26 to 17. Two zip. What the? Two zip, sorry. 26 to 17. The Raiders are now two and oh. Mm -hmm. Two zip after uh, whooping up on the Ravens in the Death Star. Now they get to go back to the Death Star to play the Tua-less, what it seems to be, Tua-less Dolphins. Mm Mm-hmm. We got a lot to talk about with the Raiders tomorrow because yeah. what the fuck is this team? Are they just playing hot for Gruden first couple weeks here and are they about to finally let us down? I don't know. Or what? Because the stupid Stillers busted two of my teasers that I was extremely high mm-hmm. on. One that was five legs that they were the only leg that missed and one that was seven legs that they were the only yeah. leg that missed. So right now I'm pretty pissed off at the Steelers and I'm thinking about fading them with the doggone <laughs> Bengals. But... That's not all that goes right. into that play, I'll tell right. you. Right, right, But I am worried about the Steelers. Yeah. I know you love Steelers defense. I know you're high on them. But man, oh man, TJ Watt now nursing a little bit of a hammy injury. They don't really have that guy on the opposite side of him to produce that pressure. I think it's a little fugaze, man. Yeah. I, hey, I've been saying it off the show since Sunday. Like, I think the Steelers team is foo-fucking-gaze. Very, like, it's very yeah, similar to last know, year. Yeah, very know, similar to last year. And it's really their offense that does it for me as far as being fugazi. They're just... There's just a bad offense, and they're not being able to keep their own defense off the field, which is their clear strength strength of the team. And you but can only Watt stay is, yeah. so high up for so long. You're going to get tired eventually. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> exactly. And if Watt isn't 100% healthy, I think it's still a really good defense, but it obviously takes the ceiling down a little bit here. So I don't know, man. I'm worried about the Steelers as, uh, as far as what their success is going to be here. So I don't yeah, know, yeah. man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I am very concerned about that too. So I, man, I, I like the Bengals more and more as we talk more and more for week three, but that's not what we're talking about yet. We're talking all about week two. So let's get into the next matchup. We have plenty to talk about both the Raiders and Steelers on tomorrow's show. Right. Once we get in their matchup next one up on tap, the Atlanta Falcons, Ooh. Arthur Smith's Falcons. That is against 
the Tampa Bay Q Gronkineers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Tom Brady ain't ever fucking getting old. No, he, he was asked if he'll play till 50. Uh, said, to, yeah, maybe uh, why not? Yeah, at the end of the week, you know, him and, <laughs> him and Gronk are back doing their uh, their tub you questions or whatever. Night where they ask him about film, and he's like, oh, I got guys that do that for me. I do that for me. <laughs> hey, I'm Red Zone Robbie G, baby. I don't need to do that on Fridays. I mean, the energy there is just ridiculous. No. I don't know how you don't back them getting a point going to L.A. I'll talk about that more depth tomorrow. But, yeah. man, the Bucks look fucking legit. They look yeah. like they're picking up right where they left off. Now, it was against the Falcons. Right. Told you we don't know what <laughs> we the fuck we can about. talk about the Falcons last week. Now it's carrying into this week. Is this they, our... they brought the fucking game within three right. points and lost by 23. Is this, what are we doing? Is this the team that we have the most questions about in the entire league? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. And you know what's insane to me is that they're not going in with halftime leads now and blowing it. Right, they're just not They're good. losing, <laughs> they're just bad. and they're fighting their way all back in and then still fucking blowing it. So I am so puzzled as to what the Atlanta Falcons are. I, th- yeah. I think my prediction of them moving away from the trend of having halftime leads and blowing them, and that's, their, that's the MO of the Atlanta, I think that's gone. But I think, sadly, <laughs> it's been replaced with this fucking trend. So I think the b- Dirty Birds are back into an even shittier situation yep. than they were before. And, man, I hate that for Arthur Smith and Dean Pease because Arthur Smith, so much success yeah. coming from Tennessee. Well, I was ah. hearing somebody, and I saw I, I can't remember who it was, so I can't take credit for it, but Arthur Smith might be one of those guys that has the classic coordinator face. He's yeah. just the coordinator. He's a yeah. sick coordinator, but... Then you put him in a, in a head coaching spot, and he doesn't know what the Clams fuck to do up. with him. Yeah. yeah, his ass gets about that big round. He needs to sit on national TV. And if they if they start 0-3, his ass, I mean, it's fucking early, but his ass would be on the hot seat if they go 0-3, starting against the Giants 0-3. Yeah, it hasn't been good. Losing two way. out of three games, one of them the Bucks. You can't fault him for that one. Yeah. But two out of three, Eagles and Giants as the other two? Shit. Oh, yeah. That could get real interesting real quick in Atlanta and I don't know. We'll have a lot to talk about them, too, because they are only three-point dogs going in to play the New York Giants. Right. So, holy shit, we got plenty to talk about there, and plenty to talk about the Bucks too, because uh, they obviously the are going to be in a tight game with Big the game. Rams here. So, that's hey, that's a playoff implication game in Week 3. I can uh, assure you of that. Next game up on tap, another of the crew's best <laughs> bets of the weekend. We told you, Zig, while everyone is zagging, don't say to yourself this should happen. Should is the key word in that sentence. Don't put yourself in those positions. If you are making a bet and that word comes out of your mouth, cash out and run in the other fucking direction. Which, Please. To cut us off, we did have one that we stayed away from. The Patriots that ended up happening, but I'm happy to stay away from one and not force it and lose. And I said to you, when we hammered in the Chargers, we'll talk about them. I said, this two and a half, three is going to be that key number this Mm -hmm. week. The Cowboys are either going to get that done outright or they're going to win. And at the beginning, you were kind of like, ah, nah, I think think one of them has to cover is kind of what you told me. And then we got to to Sunday and you were like, ah, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no shit. So, I mean, very interesting, but Vikings Cardinals, um... We said it last week, dude. This Vikings team is yeah. going to be this Vikings team. Yeah. They are going to take it to fucking overtime. They're going to scrap all the way back in in the fourth quarter. They're going to fuck your teasers. They're going to fuck your money line parlays. Mm-hmm. They're going to blow up your spread parlays. They're they're going to be that team this year. So And they're going to win a couple of these games like this, too. They're going to win plenty of these games like this. Uh, most notably, maybe this upcoming week's game against the damn Seahawks in Minnesota, where they're only one-and-a-half-point dogs. But I digress. What I'm trying to tell you... 
you is that the fucking Vikings are going to be that team. They are going to be a team that pisses you off all year if you try and fade them. They are not terrific on paper, but they have the offensive names to get it done. They can work the cohesion. It blows my mind that they're doing what they're doing, but they can get it done when they can get it done, and I think that they're going to make those field goals at the end of the games more often than not. Mm-hmm. Same can be said for the Cardinals, though, my guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about the Cardinals being in this spot. I think this was just the exact spot we needed to back them and fade them. Right. Now, I'm not running to the window either, them catching or laying seven and a half against the Jags in week three here. But I think, not I think, I think I can say I know at this point in time. I think they are going to be the exact 2020 Arizona Cardinals Just like I said, the Chiefs are going to be the exact 2020 Chiefs. They're going to win a shitload of games. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to look terrific. But good teams win, great teams cover, and we're here for the covers and ticket cashing. We're not here for the bullshit. Well, because they're going to be a public darling all season long, too, as far as high flying, electricity. You want to watch them. You want to back their offense because the couple times where they do cover it, you fade them, you're going to feel like an idiot, that type of stuff. Speaking of public darlings, and I know we already talked about them, but do you think, because I believe at some point in time here in the coming weeks, it's all going to come fucking crashing down. When... Do the 49ers, they're the public's darling. They have been before the season. When when does that come crashing down? Because that never works out. That never happens. It's never good. Does it come crashing down, in your opinion, or does it, is it stay good? Does it stay okay? The Niners? It, yeah, because I see it coming crashing down. And I, I, I guess that's a bad question to ask you with them playing the, the one. Well, not only shirt, that, but... but yeah, yeah, you know, I, I like I said a couple years ago, they kind of fucking scarred me as a Packers fan. So I like that's my I one. Just, that's one of my teams that I think they're good. They still just have some question marks. Like, are the Eagles' defense yeah. just really good? I don't know. Yeah, and I don't. I, know. I, don't, I wanted to go back to that because you said like the public's darling, sure. and, and that I think the 49ers are going to be just like that with the Cardinals. And uh, okay, yeah, the 49ers have been able to excuse me cover both games. Well, they almost let the lines back in the back door. Right. Unnecessary. Depending sweat. on what the line if you, you had, yeah. Though. If you got it at a closing line, you got screwed. Right. Um, and then they had to take it all the way to the fourth quarter to get it over the Eagles. So yeah. I, Which we said maybe maybe the Eagles aren't buy, scrubs. I, I, which I don't, I don't think know. They're scrubs, I don't but think they're scrubs. I, I don't know that they're I, that good though. I don't buy all this from the 49ers. That kind of popped into my head and I wanted to mention that. And I kind of put that in the same okay. uh, same vein as I do the Cardinals. So they're going to win a shitload of games. We're going to I think we're going to see the Cardinals in the playoffs finally this sure. year. I think we're going to especially with that game last week. I them winning that changed so much momentum and tied and just for me personally just like the energy that i see mm-hmm. now from the cardinals yeah. i think they're gonna win more of those games than sure. not they're just not gonna cover sure so i'm with you there you go next game on tap my best bet of the weekend my partner said hey i like your analysis i like where you're at but i'm just a little tentative about the titans going all the way into seattle to battle the 12th man and you're, I, I don't even want to take any wind out of your sails. No, My ahead. concerns were what we saw in the first half. Yep. We didn't see it for the yep. full game. Yep. My concerns were what we saw in the first half. 100%. And I told you guys, and I told him, I said, the Seahawks team is a terrible matchup for the Titans. Mm-hmm. This place to play is a terrible location for mm-hmm. the Titans. The Titans' defense looked awful, and they should look even worse mm-hmm. against the Seahawks. And I kept listing things off, and then I said... What's the theme of our show? Overreaction and overthinking, and this is an overreaction line. Ladies and gentlemen, 
you might call me crazy, but even when they were down 30 to 16 in the fourth quarter, I was not worried. I it was that type of line. It was that type of game that at some point in time, Henry was finally going to wear down that front seven and break one off. And we saw it. Then they matriculated the ball down the field, mm-hmm. and he popped one in again, matriculated again, field goal. Now, was I anticipating them winning the game outright? No, but I did sprinkle on their money line. Yeah. I love to cash the fuck out of that. But I do believe those are the spots that you're going to be able to back the Titans in mm-hmm. this year, the overreaction spots. And you're also going to be able to fade them in overreaction sure. spots, which I do believe is week three in Tennessee, where they welcome in the Colts. We've already talked about the Colts as five-and-a-half-point favorites. No thanks. Vrabel's not good as a home dog. We right. talked about it home when favorite. we... Home favorite. We talked about it when we backed the Cardinals in week one. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it again tomorrow, but I... Uh, that that whole game played out exactly how I kind of thought it would. I I was almost positive that we would see a beatdown in the first half. And then with all the money, all the tickets, just how Vegas and gambling works, mm-hmm. something stupid was going to happen in the second half. And I could not back the Seahawks in that spot to be the guy that was like, shit, I saw the stupid coming, but yep. I decided to go with it anyway. Mm-hmm. It, this should happen. I decided. And that's not why to stay I stayed there. away from it. Yep, exactly. That's why I stayed away. Exactly. So I uh, I stayed out of the bias and the should. And I said, man, this is overreaction to half. And I hammered it hard. I hammered the money line hard. And I hope you guys tell me because we cashed that son of a bitch. So what did we learn from the Seahawks? Not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be good. They're gonna be just fine. I don't. I, I think they're gonna be in a lot of these shootout games, yeah. and especially another one this upcoming yeah. week with the Vikings no that are always shootout games. And then I think we learned about the same as the Titans. There's gonna be spots that are gonna be red flags fade them, and then there's gonna be spots that are red flags tail them. Right. But they're also gonna be a team that you cannot overthink. Right. You cannot overreact. If you see these lines, you have to attack. You have to have some cojones to bet on the Titans this year. I do believe because. They're going to be in some spots. Again, fade and take, but you are going to have to, when you see those lines, hammer the absolute shit out of them. Pound them, pound them, pound them, pound them, and then get out. Leave, relax, and let it happen. Yep. Don't overthink it. So, a lot of wind behind that, but I think that is going to be <laughs> no, that was good. a lot of value. That's good. Uh, next one up, my friends. Ah, son of a bitch. Uh, one of, the one best bet that we had together that missed, and I already just told you guys about it, kind of the, the conversation we had off air. Uh, Chargers, Dallas. Dallas getting it 20 to 17 outright. Um, might piss off a uh, friend of the show, Mr. Fructal, uh, Dallas Cowboys, but much like the Steelers, they're fugues, man. They're fugues and a half. And, uh, you know, you can say what you want about the defense. I, 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 that defense, no, no, that defense is not that good. That defense, that defense. I, you're not wrong. I think it's going to be a little bit better. Micah Parsons has made an impact very early, and that's he has, a little impressive. He's, he's looked really good for sure, and he was one of the ones that we were the lowest on, and that's kind of something. I'm glad you mentioned that because I did want to give credit where credit's yeah. due because he has popped up and showed up out of nowhere. Now, as far as those other guys getting those insane receptions, I mean, Justin Herbert was 17 of 18 without a ball touching the ground, and the one was an interception. So right. I don't know, but... Let's see. So I don't even think this is breaking news. This is just typical Steelers well, fuck, and Big come on Ben. With it. 
Ben Roethlisberger has a left pec injury, and uh, Coach Tomlin says it will affect his preparation ability, and we'd be we'd better be ready to be adjustable. So basically, Ben Roethlisberger is still Ben Roethlisberger. His preparation is not is going to be a little held back because Mason of, Rudolph gets uh, the start against the Bengals. Hammer the shit against mm, LL, the Bengals. Big Ben's oh. big Ben. He'll play, but uh, yeah, he'll uh, thirty ice packs. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll milk it out as far as uh, oh, is Big Ben okay? Yes, Big Ben's fine. Yeah, but back to the Chargers and Cowboys. Thank you, sir. Uh, The Cowboys now, offensively, I think they're going to be about the same. Um, I think they're going to be in these shootouts. Mr. Tony Pollard should be getting more action than Mr. Zeke. I like that you mentioned that, too. 13 Um, carries, 109, dude. Yeah, Zeke has uh, not looked like Zeke. And especially after getting that contract, it's just... He should be doing what Tony's doing. He ain't eating. And he ain't eating. He ain't eating like he's classic Zeke. And I don't know if that's game plan. I don't know if that's teams know the drill. I don't know exactly what to call that, but it's evident that he is not involved in that game plan a whole bunch. And that's a little concerning, especially with how the game scripts are going to go with Dak's going to have to use his fucking feet right. and use his arm. And teams are going to score against them and this defense. I think I, Tony makes them more dangerous, man. I think I they do. do, too. I, I Maybe. Maybe obviously if Zeke's if Zeke's prime, you know vintage Zeke coming I out, I, I, I just don't. I can't, know that we're I can't see sing that. the tunes you're singing. I I can't even get close to backing any type of Cowboys action yeah. right now. No, I'm just, not saying that either. I'm just, just because saying. they that, that that win to me is I I don't buy the win. The yeah. Chargers are, don't have home field advantage. I yeah. don't care if that was overlooked. So that five. they don't have home field advantage. And it, they almost yeah. have a lack of hope. Like the other teams coming in, except for maybe a couple of fan bases, like Cowboy. I, I'm blanking on what the rest of their schedule is, but I mean, if it, I know either of our teams don't travel there, I don't think. But yeah, but you know, it, our teams it, they don't have, have a solid yeah. fan base right. by any means. When they got out of San Diego, it pissed a lot of people off. So right. they did not follow them very well. And you know, maybe that played into it. I, I don't know. It got awful loud when Dallas was on defense. <laughs> so I mean, hey, that is concerning, but. I don't think we need to hit the panic button on the Chargers no. and Herbert quite no. yet. That was not a an Anthony Lynn anchovies type no. loss. You know what I'm saying? If you've been right. following along, but right. uh, I think they're going to be okay. I'm still high on I, Herbert, yep. and for him being fucking 17 of 18 mm-hmm. with the only one mm-hmm. to start the game being the pick, ah, I'm all right on game. that. So it was a weird game. Yeah, weird game. Still a lot to be decided, but I'm not sold on the Cowboys as of yet. So everybody, come on down and trying to run to the window with them. But that being said. You can call this Fugazi as shit, too. You can call this, uh, this should have never happened, bam, 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 bam. But, yes, it should have. This was the trend in Vegas of the weekend. This is exactly what it is. When you sit and look at your bets and you say, well, this should have, how it should have rolled out. Well, no, it shouldn't have. If you are using the should word, again, I tell you, you are forcing yourself into a play. Mm -hmm. Yes, the Chiefs should have covered minus three and a half on Sunday Night Football, but... I told you on Thursday's show it probably wasn't likely, and I suggest you keep checking my bet slip come Sunday afternoon because I'm probably going to hammer the shit out of the Ravens at plus 3.5, and and I'm going to sprinkle on their money line. I love them at 3.5. And And again, no overthinking. Yeah, the offense was banged the fuck up. Yeah, their defense took some hits as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Chiefs after playing a wild week one game, had to come in and absolutely destroy them because the Ravens were tired. They went to overtime. I I, I was losing fingers and toes coming up with reasons yeah. as to why. Don't do that to yourself. Back to, back to Ravens. I called you 
uh, right after uh, the games got over. Um, before, the afternoon games, yeah, yeah. The afternoon games. And I said, man, I'm doing it. I'm hammering the shit out of it. And you're like, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm like, dude, I, I, we have to. This, this is no overthinking. This is this line should not be this damn line. With there is 90 percent of actual money wagered on the Chiefs since fucking Saturday morning, right. and the line hasn't even lost a hook. What are we doing? This is basic betting principles. Hammer it in. So what I'm trying to tell you guys is I don't want to say we've completely because again, 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 I don't want to make it seem like we're not have a bad day here or there. And and maybe that's me getting that energy out there that maybe we won't have the bad day. Hey, knock on wood. Either way, <laughs> we're going to have the bad day here or there. But at the same time, we have learned from our mistakes in the past. We have made those mistakes of hammering the Chiefs in like that on Sunday night football and having that feeling of this should happen right. and trying to convince yourself, don't do that. Make it easier. Tune into wise words for crying out loud. We talk about things like this, how to help to make you a better, better. I know it's fun to sweat those things out like that and say, oh, it should have almost missed. But if you're have or almost hit, if you're having those conversations after your after almost every one of your bets, should they really have right. almost hit? And every once in a while. And every it's once in a while, maybe it's a bad wild beat. Shit. It's a yeah. horse shit. A fucking pick six. You had UCF last week, pick six, and, yeah. and Louisville gets it in. Right. No, I had Louisville plus seven and a half. That was another sharp play. But <laughs> hey, not here, not saying. Again, I'm just telling you guys what we've learned, mm -hmm. what we know from diving into this industry, from talking to experts to becoming experts ourselves. I'm telling you guys, you got to pay attention to these. Now. Right. As to what I think about the teams, Ravens going to be fine. Chiefs are going to be fine. Uh, Chiefs are going to be Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, once again, this was a wake-up call for them. Um, in in one way specifically is that they can't dick around in the third quarter. Right. They dicked around like they always do, and they always somehow end up, Mahomes pulls it out of his ass and throws it sidearm, and it's in the end zone, touchdown, Chiefs win. That didn't happen this time around, no. and I think that woke them up that they need to apply the pressure now. I still believe they're going to score a shitload of points. They're going to win a shitload of games, but they are not going to cover worth a damn. So I'm going to be fading the Chiefs for the time being, or at least not running to the window with them. And then the Ravens, man, Ravens are sneaky. Ravens are tricky. I think the Ravens pop out of nowhere, and I think they need to be a team that you need to have your radar set on. So I echo almost everything you're saying here. I'm concerned about this Chiefs defense. Maybe not as far as a week-to-week -week basis necessarily, mm -hmm. but on teams against teams that can put up points like the Ravens can, if you're getting any more than three points with the Chiefs or let the Chiefs lane more than three points, you got to look at that other team nice and hard, and it's not going to – because, like you said, the Chiefs' <laughs> offense is still going to be Chiefs' offense. What, did I say something? You just said nice and hard. Okay. I, I have a childish yeah, mind. Child. Sorry. <laughs> the Chiefs' offense nice is hard. going to be the Chiefs' offense because they were fine. The Chiefs were good. They didn't score any points in the fourth quarter, but that CAH fumble, if that doesn't happen, I think they kick the field goal, win the game, the Ravens still cover. Nonetheless, this Chiefs' defense is uh, going to give up a lot of points too, and uh, you know we'll talk about them tomorrow, but it could be another concerning spot here in – Week three against the division rival Chargers. Well, it very well could be, but yeah. uh, we'll see what's going to happen either way. Last game on tap, my friends, before we give you some key trends, insights, our mag sidebar, a little bit of announcements, motivation minutes, get on out of here. Last game, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, last night's Monday night football game. Um, I know you're going to boo-boo me, partner, but I got to start here, man. I am concerned about your pack. I am really, really concerned. I know you're pretty much equally concerned with me as the defense. Sure. Uh, defense, gee, many Christmas. You can't, you can't let that Lions team even score 17 like that. I thought they were going to have 14, but you can't let them move all over the field like they were. Yeah. That, 
That was bad. A lot of holes showed on that. Um, now, as far as the offense for Green Bay, I know that they took what was given to him yesterday, but we got to remember that it was 14-17 to Detroit at halftime. And if that is an elite offense and an elite defense that that Green Bay Packers team is playing last night, and we know how valuable first-half leads are, I don't think the Packers win that game. I don't think the Packers storm all the way back in regardless of if that's in Lambeau Field. They look defeated. A lot, there was a lot of defeat on some faces on in the first half. And I know you hate to hear me say that, and this is not me putting on a Bears throwing in a jab. I, a Bears hat throwing in a jab. I am a little concerned about the Green Bay Packers. I don't know how fast we can run to the window with them. I think, and, and you know, you saw a couple of ripoffs. Oh, Devontae and Aaron are back, this and that. Well, those were targeting a rookie cornerback after some injuries have happened. And I don't know. I'm just a little concerned. I don't know if I'm buying all the way back in. And I am all the way out on the Detroit Lions. Sure. Uh, nothing I can write home to you about the offense or defense. Jared Goff looked classic Jared Goff in that weather and in that situation. I told you that before last night's game. We even gave you picks for last night's game. That's how he would look. So uh, nothing to write home. Um, outside of that, I uh, saw somebody that I know or used to know personally. Uh, got a nice spot on the Detroit Lions as uh, as a long snapper. So, uh, oh yeah, pretty pretty big stuff there. Congrats, my man. If anybody uh, sees this uh, through the grapevine or knows of them, uh, big ups to Scott Daly. Know how much you worked on that to get uh, to the league, my friend. So big ups to you. Outside of that, um, partner, laid on me. So what you're concerned about, about your the offense? Yes. What else did you want them to do last night? Not that I wanted them to do more, and I was afraid that was the answer that you were going to give me, is that why didn't they do that in the first half against that defense? Why didn't they come out fucking wrecking them? Why didn't they come out wrecking them? And they why did it take that defense? They scored two touchdowns. Why did it take that drives. defense to get tired and get rookies in the game in the second half for them to score three touchdowns on two drives? What do you mean? They scored, they had three drives, they scored on two touchdowns. I'm talking second half. You were talking first half. I apologize. But. Why didn't why 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 didn't they do that? Why didn't they absolutely destroy him in the first half? Because they were taking away the, all they gave him was the short field, and they said, "All right, well they can dunk all the way down the field." They had one drive that stalled because they had a couple passes, and that they didn't do. They didn't play into the game plan. And Who else are they going to dink and dunk down the field like that? Not every team is going to take away only give them that option. They took I, what was given and, to them. And I believe that teams are going to shut down that deep look. And I don't think that, hey, and I might be an overreaction, but. Like, I don't know how you can say you're out on them based on what you saw last I'm not, night. I'm not out on all them. Right. I said I was out on the Lions. Cool I know. Jets. I said I was all the way out on okay, the Lions. Sorry. And I said I, don't know I wasn't how you, running to the pay window. Easy. I don't know how you're concerned about the offense based on what you saw last night is what I, I, what I, I just, should have said. I just think that. I, I don't know. I just think that uh, what we saw, we saw none of that against the Saints, against a little bit better defense, and then an absolute terrible defense in Detroit. And then all of a sudden, because now we see these deep throws against rookie corners and against lackluster defense, we're supposed to buy all the way back in that your offense is back. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know how you. I just don't know how you. Can I know be you're never going to disagree. No, with I know, me, but so. like, I just don't know how you can have concern. I mean, they basically dominated them on offense the entire game. Yeah, okay, I take what was given to him. Hit some shots when they finally allowed it. The only, I mean, he had a few throws to uh, MVS that were just just flat out misses. So, 
obviously that needs to be cleaned up. There's a few things that need to be need to be cleaned up for sure, but uh, yeah, I, I they took I just, what was given to them, and I was happy I with just what very, I saw. I on very, offense, yeah, very Last concerned about defense because it was yeah. the wet ball in the second half that changed things uh, as far as the Lions' offense. I am very it's concerned up. about the defense. I, schematically, Joe Barry is not impressing anybody whatsoever. Still putting Kevin King out on sure. an island the end of the fucking half. <laughs> Like they, I was watching the Peyton cast. They were head scratching like yeah. the defense. They were basically opening the door for someone to beat Kevin King deep. It was very head scratching in that aspect. So it's like they want him to fail. I know. I don't get it. And they were starting very to bring. Uh, they're starting to bring Stokes their first round pick in, and he was starting to make some plays, which I definitely like to see yeah. that because uh, you know and. Ke- I mean, I hate seeing Kevin King in those situations, but they're putting him in those situations. It's you can only put so much blame on him, and yeah. you know why are we still continuing to put him to in that. those positions? So that's I am very concerned about the defense. Yeah, I, I echo all of that. And one, just one final closing thought on on the offense. I just I don't know how many teams in the league that they're just. And I know you can have the they'll take what they give them argument. I just I think more often than not on their schedule, there's going to be a lot more elite defenses or elite like secondaries mm-hmm. and that that dink and dunk front seven trying to attack the front seven isn't going to matter they're going to be able to change up their coverage and i don't know man i i, I don't know i'm just not looking into last week's yeah. game whatsoever i guess maybe i am a little bit too much and in, in why but just it it's concerns the absolute dick out of me that they only three points i i just don't i don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know maybe i'm overreacting out, out of my ass and and then i'll be all the way I'm about I'm about 25%. You know, you put your right foot in, you cut your left foot out, you do all that. I'm about 25% in all that hokey pokey shit, but yeah, I'm somewhere around in there. I don't, sure. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't sure. mean to hurt your doggone Packers feelings, mm. but I'm just a little concerned. And that is that is not even as a Bears fan. So hey, if you guys if you guys think that was hot and heavy, you ain't seen nothing yet. We're only in week two, pal. So yeah. you better strap in for more Bears Packers nonsense. All that being said. That's every game from week two. It sure was. Of the NFL oh, season. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Covered it all. We actually hammered in a live bet. Yeah. If you fuck, <laughs> that was electric. Huh? That was electric as fuck. If you tuned in late and you didn't see all that, we hammered in the Panthers minus seven and a half due to Davis Mills being announced as the starter live on the show. We talked about that a little bit. Yada, yada. Hammer that in before that line gets moving up on FanDuel. You do have the seven and a half. Hook and under 43 and a half is also interesting on DraftKings. Uh, you lose the hook on both of those up to 44 and plus eight on right. DraftKings. So a little something to think about there. But we hammered in the Panthers live at minus seven and a half. I saw somebody uh, might have ditched out of the show watching on their mobile device to click over to their yeah. sports book to Seriously. put that in. They might be back in here in a minute. So hope you guys get that hammered in. We'll talk about that more uh, when we get to Thursday's show. You know, that's the Thursday night special. Then. Set your reminders. Tomorrow's show, week three, look ahead. Yep. Early value, line breakdown, all that stuff. We'll go uh, game by game once again tomorrow, right around the uh, hour, hour and 30 minute mark once again. So that does it all for the week two recap, my friends. Let me get that off the screen so you know where we're at now. Where are we? Partner. Anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 129 of the Talking the Line podcast on this BEA beautiful September 21st, 2021. All right, my friend, I'm going to mention something that uh, is going to make you interested in oh here. Boy. Oh boy. We've got Tuesday and uh, 
We've got a little, uh, we haven't talked about it too much lately because the uh, the hot stove has not been too hot. The events have been good, but names haven't been there. UFC pay-per-view is Woo! back this weekend, and it is a we hell of a card. live from the Bayside Studios in Palatine for UFC 266. Volkanovsky force Ortega, hit him with it, partner. Uh, yeah, fucking Volkanovski. It's, it's my sidebar, pal, here. I apologize. I apologize. No, no, no. That's why I, I brought you in for it. I needed that. Uh, Volkanovski, Brian Ortega. Uh, early thoughts on that one, partner. I've got my own thoughts. Uh, Volkanovski, minus 170. Is that too much? T-City, baby. Give me T-City, bro. Yeah. I bro. feel. I don't think people... Uh, it's too much. It's, it's too much. Ortega's getting overlooked. Or yeah. If you go back to the TKZ fight... Yeah. Ooh, he looked good as all shit, mm -hmm. and that's what's sticking in my mind. And he's added new coaches, and he's added more tools to his tool belt. I think come Saturday, about 11.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, we're going to see Mr. Brian Ortega, the new 145 king. I think so, too. So that's featherweight title, uh, women's flyweight title. Uh, if things have been going the way they've been going, this won't be too much of a match. But I believe she said uh, this might be her toughest match. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko, hey. Lauren Murphy. Lauren Murphy is a dog, yeah. my friend. Have they fought each other before? No. no. But if okay. anybody deserves it, she does. Okay. She's been tearing through yeah. the women's strawweight division. And I think that is going to be a scrissa, scrissa, scrap. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> fight number three, Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler. That's a fight and a half. Curtis Blades, Jarzinho <laughs> Rosenstruck. That is a massive. Uh, I'm not sure where they're quite ranked right now, but that's a massive one. Um, Andrade Calvillo after that. Yep. Too. Oh, Marlon Moraes, and that's the main card. You got Marlon Moraes. Oh, uh, my God. You got Dan Hooker on the prelims. Oh, my God. My Who almost didn't make it. Your, yeah, yeah. Your, no, no, your go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, hold Dan on. Hooker. Your girl rocks. San Moda Fury, yeah. baby. The Let's go. We got to talk about her. <laughs> Let's go. But the, my favorite fighter that nobody knows that who nobody the fuck knows it is. about. But uh, <laughs> you will soon find out the more you follow TTL. To the Rock distance. Sand I don't Moda care what Fury. the odds are. Fight to the distance. To the distance. That it. That's it. Even if she gets her ass whooped, it's going to the distance. Watch out. Mags is breaking down the set over here. But yeah, the uh, the Dan Hooker news. Yeah. On the street, he almost didn't make it to the yeah. U.S. He almost couldn't get him a travel visa because all Uncle COVID's still a motherfucker over in New Zealand, Australia, mm -hmm. all that shit. Like they're still locked TF down, boys and girls. So it ain't no joke over there. So uh, he was. I don't know if it like almost got revoked or if he was what. Just all the problems in general. But they almost had to call the fight. Right. And with him. Losing to Chandler like he did in the last one, and then now being demoted to the undercard. Do you understand what that would have fucking done yeah. to his career? Right. He is lucky as all shit right. to be fighting on this card and to have this opportunity. Now, he can't let that go into the noggin, and he needs to show the fook up. Yep. He needs to show up. He cannot think about what happened. He needs to return to Classic Hangman. Because Classic Hangman would have beat the deadly. shit out of Michael Chandler. Deadly. Period. But it wasn't classic hangman. No. Classic hangman doesn't turn white as a ghost oop, and run circles, <laughs> run circles around the cage. Right. It's just not hangman. No. So he's going to have to show up. He's going to have to show out. 
but I do believe that he sure can. And oh, you have Shamil Abdurakimov going against Chris Daukas. Wowza. Give me a fucking break. Talk about a heavyweight bomb fest. That's going to be insane. You also have Roxanne Modafiri, Talia Santos. That's going to be stupid. Um, go on up just a little bit up there, a little bit more. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Marab Davashvili versus Marlon Marais is mm-hmm. going to be stupid. Um, outside of that, the early prelims. Early prelims, I don't know too many guys um, here. Omar Morales, he, he'll be a good scrap to watch the opening one against Jonathan Pierce. Um, Nick's, Nick Maximov versus Carl Roberson, that'll be a solid one. And then Uos Medic, um, and then Jalen Turner, that'll be a fucking yeah. scrap and a half at one fit. Ooh, that's a catchweight bout. 163, 156 and a half. Ooh, that's interesting as shit. I'm, I actually got to look into that one. Boys and girls. Partner it's a today, car. I am. It's a car. I am ecstatic at your sidebar today, my friend. I figured holy, you would be. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, it's crazy. My mother, love you, ma. If you are watching, uh, number one fan of TTL. <laughs> uh, even though she knows nothing about sports gambling or anything in between, I joke with you. I could turn into a male prostitute, and she might back me hmm. either way. But <laughs> hmm. <laughs> whatever uh, you want to take with that info. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, I uh, she's actually coming to visit me this weekend, and I I just all this entirely entirely had slipped my mind because she still lives down south. We're obviously up in the uh, Chicago area, but it's all of this had totally slipped my mind. And I saw this this weekend. I was like, Oh my, we got a card to watch. Yeah. Wait till Saturday night. So cannot wait to watch that. And as always partner, thank you for your sidebar. Of as always. Of course. Golly. All right, my friends, couple quick key updates, a little bit of nonsense to wrap it up. And then, Hey, you thought I forgot. Never, not a chance. I got inspiration, motivation coming at you live and in prime time here in a few short minutes. That all being said, as I shamelessly plug it for about the seventh time today. It's been a while. It has been. Episode number three of the Wise Words podcast, the Talking the Line Sports Media Crew's other podcast outside of our daily show, featuring some of the brightest, sharpest, and most electric personalities in all the sports gambling community, is set to drop tomorrow, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, after the live show is mm-hmm. complete. And our guest of the day is... you. You ain't getting shit. You ain't getting shit. Think you're slick with that shit. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to <laughs> hit the notification. You're gonna have to hit that subscribe button. You're just gonna have to come around to Ben and show up tomorrow when that bad boy goes live. But let me tell you, first guest Joe D'Amico, mm-hmm. Absolute Electric Factory, professional gambler, world champion, handicapper. I suggest you go and check that one out. That one is absolutely terrific. Then we switched gears a little bit, got a little more analytical, a little bit more reserved with our man Preston Johnson. We uh, got loads of good info as far as kind of betting NFL and college football going forward. And now I will tell you that our man tomorrow is an employee of the worldwide leader. Yes, sir, he is. He does belong to the legendary ESPN, and he has been there for the better part of 20 years now. Yeah, he was, and you'll hear it on the show, but I'll give you a little something-something. He was uh, 14 plus, almost 15 years in one department at ESPN. He has since been promoted, not demoted, promoted, and has uh, been in that position for about the last three years now. So, a little something-something to think about, but uh, his information... We talked what sports gambling was, right. what sports gambling is now, the future of sports gambling, and what the worldwide leader views as right. the future of sports gambling. We talked about the Dolphins. We talked a little bit about golf. Yes, sir. We talked about some trends in general. Yeah. 
gave us some good strategy for golf, yeah, man. Yeah, seriously. We don't talk about it a ton. And but... some strategy that we have utilized in the past that has worked that was just like kind of validated. Kind of right, right <laughs> under our noses that we yeah. just were like, oh, shit. Like, that actually does make a lot of sense. So absolute electric con uh, conversation once again. Um, I would still put Joe, the number one nuclear power plant oh, we've had so far. Nobody tops his energy. We absolutely love Uncle Joe, but uh, we uh, cannot wait to bring you guys episode number three of Wise Words. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell so you don't miss the drop. You don't have to worry about it. And you'll always be up to date when the live show starts here at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Right. You won't miss our intro song by the legendary... Sebastian Luck at Chill Figure Music, Strat Nights, you know, because we all got to buy or else we die or right. whatever that line he says goes along. Something like that. You know, you know, you sing it along too and, and start vibing. Yeah, all that. But that all being said, anything else, partner, that I missed, that I didn't look, that I didn't touch on? Mm, no, sir. I think we're all set. All right, uh, you guys know the drill. Mondays, Thursdays, Fridays, business as usual, cash and tickets, college football, NFL. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, until college basketball and NBA come around are going to be the recaps and the look-aheads for previous week and then upcoming week, just so we're all on the same page there. You don't show up to a show and like, what the fuck? This isn't the same show that I've seen in the past. What the hell are you guys doing? Well, now you know you can't say anything different about it. Again, make sure you tune in to the drop of Wise Words, episode number three, tomorrow, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you haven't already and you have the action app, follow me at cash underscore with underscore Colt. Follow Riley at RMAGS in all caps and the Talking the Line best bets of the day at Talking the Line. No, super, super hard to remember. Also, if you didn't yet, but you hit that like button and you forgot to do so, go back down to that episode, this episode's description. First link you're going to see there, Talking the Line, link tree. You'll be able to find TalkingTheLine.com, our personal knoll website right thank you it department for all thank your you, help thank you thank you you will also be able to find all of the detail crew social platforms and our additional content so you can consume all of that however whenever you please you know the drill make sure you guys check that all out and please hit that subscribe button hit the notification bell hit that like button hit the share button all of it with your friends uncles neighbors cousins sisters brothers enemies the clerk at the gas station your cashier lady at Target, mm -hmm. whoever seems like they might want to cash some regular old-fashioned tickets, share the TTL crew with them. We are for all. First time better to the Daily Degenerate. All right, that's all I got. One final thing I do have, though. I apologize. That is not all I have. I got one more thing for you. Something that no other show mm -hmm. on the I market... I you were saying it was something other than that. Okay. Oh, no, I apologize. <laughs> something that no other show on the market does at least in our industry that i have found so far there are many people that do it but none quite like me and i will continue to do so as long as the ttl pod is in existence which is till infinity and any other time that i get the opportunity to so right now you know the drill it is time my friends for colts motivation minutes kind of weird talking about myself in third person either way <laughs> Let's get into it. Close this show out here today, my friends. Wanted to give you a uh, little quote, a little perspective behind that, and uh, just kind of get you on about your day. Now, I had a really close friend of mine uh, tell me this quote back when we were in college. And I don't know where it came from, and maybe it might have been his quote. Maybe I got to give credit where credit is due. But the quote I wanted to share, and actually, I'll share it after I tell you the quote that everybody says. 
How many times in your life, and Barney, you can give me yes or no, how many times in your life have you heard somebody tell you because some shit is happening in your life that the grass is greenest on the other side? I've heard it. Multiple heard times. It. I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure somebody's tried to apply that to you and give you some type of earth-shattering advice. Hey, the grass is greener on the other side. It's going to be okay. And meanwhile, they walk away and you're still in shit and you're like well that didn't help me at all yeah. that grass is greener on the other side good pal but how do i get to the other side can you help right. me out a little bit here i need some help well hey you boy colt's got your back and i got a little bit of uh different perspective for you here one thing uh i wanted you guys to think about now before i do i gotta make sure my dog on headphones are working all right there we go back in action the quote that i wanted to share with you instead of thinking and this, again, is a mindset thing, a perspective thing. And you know I'm pretty cerebral cerebral in that aspect. Not the grass is greener on the other side. How about we start thinking in terms of the grass is greenest where you water it? And that's my quote of the day for you guys. The grass is greenest where you water it. And think about that in a lot of different perspectives, but... Where I wanted to kind of lead you guys, and I'll let you go down the rabbit holes from here, is where are you putting your energy? If you don't like the spot that you're in right now, if you don't like everything you're stuck into right now, or the circumstance, or the obstacle that you're facing, and you want to turn that into an opportunity, and you want to reach your goals, and you want to get to where you're trying to go, you're going to have to realize what grass you're watering. You're going to have to take some time and take some stock of that. Are you watering the negativity, the toxicity? Are you adding to those negative tweets out there? Are you making sure you get your comment on the hot issue so you can know how everybody can know how you're feeling? Does that really matter? Is that grass really green? Just because you're watering it in one spot doesn't necessarily mean that it's bringing you the best stuff on the planet. And maybe if you're wanting to get out of the shitty situation you're in or wherever you might be stuck, maybe you just need to adjust where you're watering the grass. All you got to do is simply turn the spigot. You know the drill. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. You know, it's a we'll, we'll uh, replace teapot with watering bucket, whatever you want to say. Use that metaphor as to where you're putting your energy. I always like to give you a little something, a little funny thing to think about and apply my message because it's so doggone important, guys, that if you view this life from the lens and the perspective of the grass is always greener on the other side. You're going to be con continually chasing that white rabbit, if you will. You're always trying to find, oh, it, it'll always get better. It'll always, I, I'm not where I want, want to be, but it'll, it'll always get better. This is a shitty situation now, but I guess it's greener on the other side. I'll eventually get there, but never putting in any action to get you to that other side. Always just saying it, but staying, saying it, but staying in the same monotony and the same toxicity and negativity and continuing to water that so if that's where your life is think about where you're watering your grass and instead of worrying 
about what that grass might look like on the other side, maybe you can just remove the whole fence altogether by just watering the grass you're currently standing on. And maybe just by watering the grass you're currently standing on, it starts to lead to a path to that other side. And before you know it, you've already made it to the other side without even having to think about it or strive or struggle, and all those ob obstacles have turned into opportunities. Now, I know you can go down a bunch of different rabbit holes with this, and I know that you're probably already thinking some, some different things and kind of having that perspective of, oh, shit, I have really been doing that in this area. Oh, wow, maybe if I did just start doing this, then maybe X, Y, and Z would actually happen. So again, my friends, not for me, but for you, as always. I don't know who needs to hear it or who needed it today, but as always, if I only reach one of you, I did my job. And I want you to remember today that life is not about the grass always being greener on the other side. I can promise you it is not about that. It is about the grass being greenest where you water it. If you want to change, if you want a noticeable difference in your life, if you want to reach those goals that you have been thinking about and you can't go a day without them being on your mind and you can't figure out how to reach them, stop worrying about what that grass looks on the other side and just start watering the stuff that's under your feet right now. One final thought, and I've said it time and time again, kind of correlates all in the same. Get the inside right, and the outside follows along. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Good stuff, my man. I won't uh, add too much uh, my two cents here since we're at an hour and 40, but uh, yeah, great stuff. Appreciate you. Great As stuff. per usual, the grass is greenest where you choose to water it, my friend. So remember that as you go through today, but that officially does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Nothing late-breaking or anything crazy that I see around yonder here, partner. Uh, yep, that's your Ben Roethlisberger jazz. Okay, everything looks to be in good working order here at the TTL pod. So there is one final thing we have left to do, and that is put the proverbial cherry on top of the whipped cream and sundae that has been the TTL pod here today. So... Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, for myself and Mags, thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode number 129 of the Talking the Line podcast and every other episode that you choose to stop by. If you have just stumbled upon the TTL crew and you're interested in sticking around for a while, Thanks so much. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Talking the Line at the bare minimum so you can always stay up to date. Once again, from the bottom of our hearts, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. And we are only going to keep making TTL Sports Media bigger and better, giving you the best insights and analysis and connecting you with the best people we can because we love doing this for you guys. And we cannot wait to continue to see where this rocket ship goes. We know it's going to the moon, but we're starting to see some other moons in the distance, so we just don't know where it's going to go, so continue to strap in and come along with us. For now, my friends, once again, thank you so much, and we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday, unless you have any other plans. 
Doubt you'll see any MLB best bets for us today, but just check just in case. Mags already has one, so hey, maybe check it out. Hammer it in. I'll be checking a look at it. We'll see what happens. So you know the drill. You can say right with us at the end of every show. Let's cash some tickets. Peace and love. Bear down. Psych.